So you want to be a podcaster. Stay tuned. We're going to show you how right now. With over 50 years of real estate experience, the team at Powell Fine Homes have dedicated our careers to taking care of our clients, ensuring that they get the best possible results and service when they engage us to represent them. From first-time home buyers to multi-million dollar home sellers, from regular sales to short sales and foreclosures, we've seen it all and educated our clients along the way. As broker owners, we have serious visibility into the Los Angeles and Ventura County real estate markets and are about to share some of what we're seeing with you right now. Get ready for the Powell Fine Homes Real Estate Show. Okay, and welcome back to another episode of the Powell Fine Homes Real Estate Show. Although today, we are jumping the tracks and going to talk about something other than real estate. How about that? Oh, Samuel L. Jackson, I love him. So, today, you want to be a podcaster. At least that's what we're hearing from a lot of people since we've started this. It's been really interesting. You know, we Kirsten and I were showing a house yesterday. No, I'm sorry, two days ago. And we have some excellent, excellent clients right now. Roger, Nicole, I'm talking to you. And we're sitting there talking, and he starts quoting the podcast to us. And I'm like, wow, okay, this thing's getting some legs finally. This is great. So it works on a bunch of different levels. And, you know, it, it's, it's not a huge moneymaker right now. It's kind of like YouTube 10 years ago. At some point, it, it'll turn into something that could be monetized, depending on what you're talking about. There's some things that, you know, most people are going to find boring. I'm sure there's a subset of people who pay whatever to listen to what you have to say. But by and large, we're not doing it as a instant monetizing venue or venture or however you want to classify it. So why should you have a podcast? You know, for us personally, it is another channel for us. We, there's always a lot to say in real estate. Real estate has changed so much. I mean, we got in 15 years ago and real estate today does, you know, other than the fact that houses are being sold and bought, uh, Almost everything else has changed. Certainly on the real estate agent side, if you, you know, for the clients, they've actually gone through some evolutions too. You know, back in you know all the way up two thousand and eight, if you had a pulse, you could get a million dollar loan, no matter what your credit score was or what your income was or anything else. You know, and then after that, it snapped back to the opposite extreme, where you know you couldn't get a loan unless you gave up your firstborn child in a blood sample and some other things. And now that you know, it's finally found some equilibrium since then, but. On the business side of things, it has changed so much. And, you know, I I don't have time in 10 podcasts to actually chronicle how much it's changed. But the reality is that to sell, to be successful in real estate today, if you're going to be a successful agent, meaning you're making enough money to take care of your family, do the things you want to do, and still be able to afford the marketing and all the other fees and charges that just are inherent to being in real estate, you basically need to be a media company, a negotiator, you know, and a facilitator, and still 30% of your jobs being therapist to buyers or sellers as they go through the process. But if you don't evolve on the tech side, you're going to get wiped out. I saw a great video today, Tristan Alhamada, I'm talking to you, over on Lab Code Agents. As a side note, if you're a real estate agent and you are not part of the Lab Code Agents group on Facebook, you're simply wrong. That's all there is to it. You're missing out on some unbelievably cool and informative content 
that is free. So, uh, you know, that said, go see Lab Coat Agents. Sign up if you haven't already done so. Matter of fact, this podcast will have a hashtag that says Lab Coating on it because that's what I'm doing as we talk about this. But so, you know, as an agent, if you're not evolving, if you're not tech savvy, and it doesn't matter what age you are. My mom turned 90 yesterday, literally 90 years old. She has an iPad. She uses it. She's on Facebook. Uh, you know, there, there should not be anybody saying, I'm too old for it or I'm too, I'm not tech savvy. I don't understand it. Let me, let me break it to you gently. YouTube is the greatest university on the planet and it is free for the most part. So anything that you want to do or need to know how to do, you can almost always find a how-to video on YouTube. I mean, it's actually frightening. One day I just started typing words in and let it auto autofill. And there were things on YouTube, I mean, you know, not dangerous or criminal or anything like that, but I mean, just things that you would not think somebody take the time to make a video about, but they did. So if you have an interest in being a podcaster, we'll stay tech specific now, go on YouTube, how to do a podcast. Just type that into the search box. YouTube is it's number two search engine in the world behind Google, and you should use it as such. And as you go down the demographic age groups, the, the younger generations, they live and die on that thing. It's amazing how much they use YouTube. So, you know, go on there, how to have a podcast, you know, how to be a podcaster. You can go down, we'll, we'll cover, mo- you know, the, the high points today in this podcast. And we will also create a page on our real estate website. So if you go to powellfinehomes.com forward slash podcast, we will have a page on there where we're going to put up a bunch of specific equipment apps, headphone, you know, all the hardware stuff you would need to get started in podcasting. And I'll probably do some brief YouTube tutorials at some point down the road too. So in this episode, to get back on track, sorry about that, I want to talk about if you want to have a podcast, why should you have a podcast? And then what does it take to make a podcast? So let's start with the first part. Why should you have a podcast? The main reason is podcasts have finally broken into the mainstream. And when I say that, I mean 51% of the U.S. population has listened to a podcast. 90 million Americans have listened to a podcast in the last month. 62 million Americans listen to podcast weeklies. 45% of podcast listeners earn over $75,000 a year. So, we're in Southern California, which I would be confident in saying is ahead of the curve when it comes to people using tech. So those numbers are probably skewed in the Los Angeles and Ventura County area. So I would, you know, when you go to percentages, I would say it's well over 50% and probably 60 to 65%. So, you know, your clients, a surprising number of your clients are listening to podcasts. So you should have one. Podcasts are now available in more places than ever before. It used to be you had to go straight to iTunes and that was it. Now, iTunes always still has them, but Spotify has them, Google has them, Pandora has them, SoundCloud, and there's, there's probably two or three other, maybe even 10 other places where you can find podcasts, where you'll have an RSS feed where every time a new episode gets loaded up, it dumps it into your player and you can listen to it, and it's, uh, it's pretty automated at that point, and we like that. Another reason you should have a podcast is a side effect of all the smart speakers. And when I say that, I'm talking about Alexa or Spot or all that. People are actually listening to 
podcasts at home. I hope 52% of all podcast listeners listen to it at home, which surprises me because I never listen to a podcast at home. I um, almost exclusively listen to them either in the car while I'm out driving between houses or the office or whatever, or in the gym when we're working out in the morning, I listen to them then as well. Depends on which podcast it is and it depends on the length of time. But one of the other things other than podcasts being listened to at home on the smart speakers is it has caused a rise of a subset of podcasts, which you know I guess they're going to call them microcasts or something like that, but it's um, short form. They're 15 minutes or less, and there's actually some people that are focusing on five-minute or sub-five-minute podcast episodes. Now, when you get comfortable doing it, that's an easy thing to do. But when you're first starting out, it's going to be hard to be able to figure out your intro, your body of your, your podcast, your outro, and keep all that within five minutes. It's just hard to do. But as a real estate agent, I think it's actually kind of brilliant because God knows most market updates bore me to tears. You see it, and, you know, and I'm no different than clients. It's like, well, today this is, you know, the market is up X amount percent. This many homes got sold, blah, 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 blah. Uh, you know, Trevor and Leela Jones do a great job of it. I always watch their market update just because they do such a great theatrical content and uh, and always come from a different angle. It's cool stuff. If you know, if you know Tra- Trevor and Leela, I highly suggest that you follow them on YouTube because they're pretty good at what they do. So um, talking about five-minute podcasts as realtors, what can you do with it? So what we're thinking about trying is going with the five-minute, you know, the very first week of the month, do the market update. The second week, do a macro view of the national market. The third week, talk about any news that's either affecting mortgage rate or buyer's confidence. And then the last week, or the last week of the month, I would focus on real estate predictions for the next month. Where do we think the market's going next month? Here you go. And then, you know, keep it short, sweet, easily consumed, and still keep it entertaining. You know, and if you can get a reputation for a short podcast, you know, and maybe you, in the episode, say short form or micro podcast or whatever you want to do. So the, so the listener knows, hey, this is only going to be a five minute one. And then when you do the long ones, you know, say hey, long form or a regular podcast, whatever, just so they can differentiate. Because if you don't do that, you're going to have to have two podcast channels. And that's going to get confusing because then you're going to lose half your audience. You definitely want to keep it all in one channel. But talk about if you're going to be a short podcast, identify it and label it as such. Long podcast you know, either leave it without a label or label it as long form, one one or the other. But the cool thing about a five-minute podcast is once your clients are trained to expect the short form each week of the month, you know, what, the, what to expect during the different weeks, you know, when they know they have five or six minutes, they'll just throw it on and listen. You know, they could be waiting for the kid to come out of the school. They could be at the gym, whatever. But if they know it's going to be a short podcast, they'll do that. I mean, right now, you know, God knows I love to talk. Our podcasts go, you know, I think on the shortest one we've got is like 22 minutes or something like that. And the longest one's over an hour. And I'm trying to keep consistent. I need to get better at scripting to do that. But, you know, I want to keep them consistently at 30 minutes or less. And I definitely want to have a structured micro podcast schedule where we do the market update, the national update, you know, what's affecting rates and, and buyer confidence, that kind of stuff, followed by the predictions for the next month. And after we have that for, you know, probably four or five months, I'll probably come back, do another podcast with the results and just talk to you about whether it worked or not. So that's another reason. 
The next reason is that artificial intelligence is becoming more and more ingrained in search in general, and they're certainly going to be looking at podcasts just because there's so many. I think right now there's 550 million regularly produced podcasts. That's a lot, but that's that's not. I mean, that's worldwide, not just in America. In America, I think is only number five or six on the list of nations that that have a lot of podcasters. But you know, a percentage of the total population. South Korea leads the the top. I think there's something like sixty percent of the people there, uh, or sixty five percent, are active, meaning they're consuming podcasting on a weekly basis. It's huge, and podcasting has all kinds of genres now. I mean, comedy is the most popular genre in America. But they also have news, education, uh, Hollywood's getting involved. We're starting to have shows. I know my daughter, Caitlin, I say my daughter, our daughter, Caitlin, uh, has a true crime series or a crime series that she listens to where it's basically like the radio of the 50s where they would have, it's basically a movie without the images. It's just the soundtrack and the, and the acting, voice actors. So that's becoming uh, very popular in podcasts. Netflix has some. It, it's it's just another way. But AI, artificial intelligence, is going to get more and more involved in that. And once they find you, they're either going to make you famous or not. You know, if if you got great content, you're entertaining, and there's a reason for people to listen to you, you're going to gain audience share. And if you're really boring and dry and talking monotones and, and never have funny things to say, then you're probably going to not have a lot of listeners and you'll get done over it pretty quick. So, another reason. Don't you really knew, wish that you knew 10 years ago how big YouTube was going to be? I certainly would have liked to know that. But, you know, here, I'll tell you, you're welcome up front. Podcasting in five years is going to be right behind YouTube, seriously. So, get involved now. Get a podcast now. Get consistent now. Knock out, I mean, sometimes Kirsten and I sit down, we'll knock out four episodes in a couple hours and that gives us almost a full month's worth of posting so we can go on and do other stuff. So it's not hard to sit down, especially once you get in the groove. Once you figure out, if you already pre-planned your topics, you have a marketing calendar and a content calendar and you follow those things, it's the only way we're able to sit down and knock out that much content in a short period of time. But we've already researched it. We have our talking points and we sit down and we go. And once you get in the groove, it gets so easy. It's ridiculous. It's, it's just like hanging out with a friend because we're just talking to each other. Or I'm like, I'm talking to you right now. It's uh, once you get in the groove of doing it, you get comfortable doing it. You'll be surprised how easy it is. But as you build that content, as it picks up, as podcasting picks up and becomes more and more popular, you'll have this great library of things to go through that people can always search for and say, oh my gosh, this guy's got a couple hundred episodes and I liked the first one I heard, so I'm going to subscribe and I'm just going to work my way through it. And you'll get more and more people like that. And just like anything else, the more content or the more hits you have on the internet, the better, well, not better, but the higher ranking you're going to get if you're, you know, real estate specific wise, if your content is tagged as being neighborhood-specific, city-specific, whatever you want to call it, the more of that you have, the higher ranking you're going to get in Google and YouTube and all the other platforms that search. So that's a good reason why. So next reason why you should have a podcast. It builds credibility. When you ask a client if they have been listening to your podcast, and of course they haven't at this point, you can send them a link or say, you can find us in iTunes. That I got to tell you, every time I tell somebody, oh, you know what, we're in the iTunes store. It's one of those few things in life where it really sounds way better and more impressive than it is. 
But the first time they hear you say, no, it's in the iTunes store. Here, let me, let me see your phone. I'll find it for you. And then they pull it up and it's there with some cool artwork and everything. They're like, wow, okay, that's real. And you get some instant credibility. You know, of course, you have to have content that makes sense and makes them want to come back. But again, it's very, very cool. It builds your brand and it gives you a platform to market across all your channels. So every time you pop a new episode up, send an email out to your sphere, call them, text them, send a DM out through Facebook or Messenger or whatever. It gives you another reason to get out in front of them, which we all want. So let's get that done. Let me shut off my uh, outlook so I don't have more surprise sounds like that. Sorry about that. And uh, you can never talk to your client too much. We were in a meeting today and um, I brought up, what were we talking about? Talking about the 2018 National Association of Realtors survey of buyers and sellers. And while we're talking about that, we're talking about how many, like 62, 62% of all buyers and sellers are completely satisfied with the transaction when they're done. But when you flip it over, somewhere about only 8% of the clients use the same Realtor down the road when they sell the house or buy the house, whatever they do, it's not because they didn't like them. It's because the people, they, they fell off the radar. They quit staying in touch with them and somebody else picked up the slack and got in their mindset. And I was telling the people about this wonderful book that I read, I don't know, it's going on 20 or 25 years now. It's called Positioning, The Battle for Your Mind. And it draws the very clear line that's often lost between marketing and positioning. And you know, with, with marketing, you know, I'll give you an analogy. It's like, you know, yeah, I know this guy, Richard, he's a realtor. Okay. Or, you know, yeah, he sells houses or something, but you know, that Richard guy, I know him. That's marketing. They know that, uh, you know, that I, you know, I'm Richard and I sell houses. Positioning is when they say, Richard, oh yeah, he sold my house. Man, that was the best deal I ever had. You're crazy if you don't use him. If you're going to buy a sell house, you better use Richard and Kirsten or, or, or you're just a crazy man. And, that's positioning. They position me as the expert in real estate that, that not only should the, their friends use, they're crazy if they don't. And the positioning is how you're positioned in the client's mind. They can be aware of you, but it doesn't mean anything. If they are aware of you in context of what you do and what you provide, it's much stronger. And one of the greatest analogies in that book was they ask, what's the number one soft drink in the world? Coca-Cola, obviously. Number two, Pepsi. Number three, who cares? And real estate is one of those segments like soft drinks. You know, it, you're either number one, you're number two, or you're irrelevant. So you have to have reasons to stay out in front of your clients. Podcast is another way to do it. And the last reason you should have a podcast is because it's honestly not hard. Everything new is hard when you start because you don't know how to do it. But once you figure it out, go to YouTube, you will be able to do it. So what do you need to be a podcaster? All right. You need a smartphone or a tablet. Or if you're a musician, a digital audio workstation works fine, but that's a lot more work than you need to do. All right. You need to have a decent microphone. A good microphone with a USB cable is less than $50. You can buy them at Guitar Center. You get them on Amazon. I think Target even stocks them, to be honest. Uh, if you don't want to do that, you can get by with AirPods or the, uh, when you buy an iPhone, that, that headset, the, 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 the wired ones you plug in that have the headphones, the little mic on the side. You could actually get away with that. I I uh, do video conferencing every week, and one of the guys on there always uses that, and he sounds fine, to be honest. Uh, you know, so that would work. And worst case scenario is you just talk right into the iPhone. It, it's 
you know, just talking to your mic like you were talking on the phone and you'll be able to record with that. The one thing you do have to remember though is audio is critical on a podcast since there is no visual element to distract from bad audio and they're only listening to your voice, you got to have good audio. So, you know, if you're going to spend money anywhere, spend it on the microphone first. All right. Next thing you need is either an app from the app store or some software for your computer that you can record your voice on and edit on and put some music on. So GarageBand works fine, and GarageBand comes with the iPad, the iPhone, and with, with any Mac you buy. Uh, but specifically for podcasting, Kirsten and I are huge fans of Backpack Studio. Now, they don't have anything for Android. They're only for iOS platforms. But again, that's Backpack Studio. Now, you know, full disclosure, I'm a beta tester for them, and I have been for a long time, but... I'd like to think I'm help contributing to make a really great product for podcasters because it's it it really it's so easy that I can actually do my entire podcast on my iPad and upload. Like right now, I'm recording this on an iPad. I'll throw it up on on uh, Dropbox and then I'll load it uh, onto my host site that uh, then aggregates it out to iTunes and everything else. We'll get into that a little bit more, but really, all you need is an app. Backpack Studio works for both your phone and iPhone and your iPad. Uh, or you can use GarageBand and, and do some editing in there, but uh, some type of software that will allow you to record it, edit it, export it out. Next thing you need is an online hosting service. I use Fireside.fm. And what the service does is that you pay, I think I pay them $20 a month. And you, you have your profile there, you have your channel there, you upload your artwork and all that, and the artwork that you upload gets transferred to iTunes or, or Spotify, whoever you're using. So you, you, you know, your show is visually recognizable by your logo and artwork, and then also by the title, and then you just upload different episodes. You have different seasons for different years, and then your sequentially labels your uh, episodes as you put them up. So you record it on your iPad or your computer, you take that file, export it, upload it to the hosting site, which again, we use fireside.fm. And you go in, you type in the description of your episode, the title of your episode. Uh, you put in all your hashtags so it's easily searchable. Upload the actual audio file. Select the artwork you want to use for both the show and the episode. And at that point, you hit create episode and it uploads it and literally at least with Fireside FM, within two or three minutes, it's showing on iTunes, ready to go. So I like that. All right. The other thing you need, which is not anything you need to buy, but you need to have your focus. And when I say your focus, you have to have a theme, a consistent theme with your show. You have to have a reason for people to come and listen to you. Like today, I'm kind of breaking that cardinal rule and that I'm talking about how to be a podcaster, but we've had so many questions on how to do it. And, you know, people are enjoying the podcast we figured we'd go ahead and show you. And if you're one of our clients that want to know, I can certainly go farther in depth. If you're uh, a small business that wants some help, we'll be happy to help you with that because we like to see everybody grow in one way or another. Um, all right, so your focus. You, If you want to build the audience, they have to know what to expect or they have to have a reasonable expectation of what they're going to get every time they listen to an episode because if you're all over the place, you're going to lose them quickly because they need to... People choose ep podcasts for the main theme. So I'm all about real estate, well, mostly about real estate now. <laughs> and, you know, they know that it's the real estate show. It's in our title of our, our, our podcast, the, re the 
I was going to say the Rick and Kirsten show, which it ultimately is. But uh, no, it's the Palafine Homes Group real estate show. And you know you're going to be talking about real estate or we're going to be talking about real estate when you log in. So consistent theme. You need to have a name for your show. The name has to be descriptive. It can't be, you know, say, hey, it's the Virtuoso show. The hell does that mean? So, you know, you got to know, you have to have your name be descriptive enough that people know exactly what, or at least should know very close to exactly what you're going to be talking about. All right. You want to have a good logo. You want to have artwork for your show and you want to have episodic artwork. So basically you have one main logo artwork that goes up. And so when they search on iTunes, like if you go to iTunes right now and search for the Palafine Homes Group Real Estate Show, you'll see this big red piece of artwork with a giant mic pop up and it says the Palafine Homes Real Estate Show. That goes everywhere. Anytime you search for us, any episode you download, anytime you see us, you see that big red logo, it drives it home. And then I have a secondary piece that goes into each episode. So if you go into fireside.fm and upload the episode and, or, or go in and to listen to the episode, it shows a different piece of artwork across the top, but that little red one's still in the corner. So you want to have good artwork for your show. Now, here's a pro tip. There's a place called fiverr.com. That's F-I-V-E-R-R.com. You can get exceptionally cool graphics, custom done for almost nothing. I mean, I think I paid $30 for the artwork we have here. I think I paid $25 for our real estate logo. And it's spectacular work. You get endless revisions until you say, okay, that's exactly what I was looking for finally. You hit pay, they send it to you, and it's great. So F-I-V-E-R-R.com and get some artwork done and be consistent in use, the use of your artwork so people get used to seeing that logo as well. All right, so you got that down. Now, you need an outline or script for your episodes, and you can build a, you know, I use an Excel spreadsheet that I made, but if you go online, there's all kinds of uh, podcast outlines or podcast script, and basically you have your intro. If you have a guest, your guest intro the body, the main body of the podcast, then you have your outro. And what we we use is what's called an evergreen intro and an evergreen outro. I pre-recorded, uh, you know, the, the 30 seconds coming into the show and I pre-recorded the 30 seconds leaving the show. And those are actually on my iPad as little buttons within the software app that I have. So I just hit one button and it starts coming. And I have the ability as we're talking you know, I can bring in applause while we're talking just like this. You know, I, there's all kinds of stuff. You know, laughter. I want to you know, it's, it's amazing. It's just all the stuff you see on TV. I've got it all at the, at the touch of a fingertip here. And, uh, you know, so basically I just start talking. Hey, stay tuned. And I hit the intro button. It plays. As soon as it comes out of that, I turn my mic back on. I yap for 30 minutes. Then I hit the outro and we're done. So it's pretty easy that way. It's not truly automated, but it's about as close as you can get. So you have your outline of your script. You have your intro main topic, and then your outro. All right, so your next step is you record your first episode, and after you've recorded it and edited it the way you want it, you upload your first episode to whoever your hosting site is, and then you publish your first episode. And it's different than uploading, because the first time you upload it to the hosting site, that's great, they've got it. You still have to create and publish it. You have to get it set up so it works with iTunes. Fireside FM has a very good tutorial on it, and they make it really, really easy, honestly. And uh, if not, there's always YouTube. 
All right. And so after you've published your first episode, you got to go tell people about it, email them, call them, DM, get the link out. Pretty easy. So if there were seven steps that I was going to give you just bullet points on how to do a podcast, number one, you got to name your podcast. Number two, pick your topic, the format, the length, and the schedule. And when we're talking about format, is it a solo show like this? Or you know, like Kirsten sometimes joins me and then we just banner back and forth. We really haven't gotten to the point where we're going, where we have guests, but I certainly would like to expand it to that point because they bring something different than just Kirsten and I, and I always like that. So that's what we talk about when we're talking about format. Your length, we talked about, you know, I like to keep it around 30 minutes, which I actually, I'm actually not that bad. I'm about 20, 29 minutes into it right now. So, um, figure out your length, and then your schedule. When we talk about schedule, we're talking about how frequently do you post. You know, we like to keep it minimum one a week. Uh, some people like more than that. Some people only want to do once a month. You know, it, it, it's your show. You can do whatever the hell you want. It's pretty easy that way. All right, so that was step two. Step three, your equipment and gear. We talked about that a little bit. You know, you can dive deeper down into it. We're going to have a page up on powerfinehomes.com slash podcast or podcasting. Either way, it should come up. Uh, and, and I probably will do a follow-up episode from this for this a couple weeks down the road where I'll go deeper into the actual equipment and you know software different kinds of mics and what's because you can you can spend as probably as little as you know 60 or 70 dollars and pull it off and then on the flip side if you really want to get high tech and have great equipment and sound like butter when you sign on you know you can spend thousands of dollars get a great Neumann mic you know get just a incredible tube mic preamp with a compressor and de-esser and everything else. I mean, there's really no ceiling on what you could do, but you really don't need to because at the end of the day, Apple's still going to compress the living daylights out of it and reduce it down to an AAC file. So, you know, don't spend too much money because it doesn't matter on that side. All right. So that's your equipment and gear. Step four, recording your first podcast episode. Number five, publishing your first podcast episode. Number six, getting to three episodes. That, you know, if you get past three episodes, because quite honestly, a couple of years ago, Kirsten and I did two episodes. And then we just stopped because it was like, man, that seemed like it was a lot of work. And then through Lab Coat Agents again, thank you, Tristan. Uh, Tristan had somebody on, and for the love of me, I've forgotten her name, and I apologize for that. I'll try to put it in the notes of this podcast. If you actually look on the uh, notes, I'll try to have her name down there. But she is a podcasting coach. And they had a, I think it was about the 40-minute webinar. And it was the kick in the pants that I needed to get back into podcasting. And, and uh, lo and behold, I actually texted Tristan at the end of the uh, of the Lab Coats series, uh, seminar. And I said, okay, dude, I'm going to do this. You watch. So, you know, and I turned around and I recorded one that night, got it up. And, uh, you know, hit Tristan up, said, hey, man, okay, it's live. Go listen to it. And he goes, okay, wow, execution. I like that. You know, and it was cool, but I just needed that swift kick in the butt to get it done. And now I don't, I mean, I mean we don't have a ton of them. I think we got 14 or 15 at this point. But it's uh, it's easy now. It's, it's you know, we've got the systems and models in place. I have the software with me all the time. I've always got a microphone with me now. So whether I do it at the office, whether I do it at home, whether I, I mean, it's to the point I could literally be on one of my uh, Jeep trips where I'm out exploring old mining camps from the 1860s and I could do a podcast from there. I couldn't upload it till I get back to civilization because there's no coverage where most of the places I go, but I could certainly record it out there in the middle of nowhere because it all is done on my iPad. So very cool things there. So 
getting to the three episodes, even if you just sit down and grind all three out the first night, you're like, oh my gosh, this is so much work. Record your intro, record your outro, have those, save those. And then you just have to drop them in each time that you do your episode. So, you know, part of your episode, episodic work is done. You, you know, you just have to drop them in. You don't have to re-record the intro every time. Uh, so, you know, if you sit down, you get in the groove, record three episodes and you just put them on one week at a time or separate them by a couple of days at a time. Because if you put them all up at the same time, the way that iTunes and Spotify and all that works, they have a thing called RSS feed. It's really simple something or other. I can't remember what the S is. Oh, syndication. It's real simple syndication. But basically what it does is once a person going through iTunes subscribes to your show, every time you upload an episode, it's going to pop into their iTunes. I mean, every morning I wake up and there's like 30 iPod uh, or podcasting episodes that are updated. I don't listen to them all consistently because some of them are really, really good. I do listen to all the time. And then there's other ones that I listen to one really great one. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And then they never got that good again. It was like the high water mark and everything after that just sucked. Either they had a good guest or they had a great topic or at least a topic that resonated with me. And then after that, they weren't that good. So, but try to get to your three episodes as soon as possible. Cause once you break that third episode, get to the fourth one, super, super easy. It, it, it's almost like breathing at that point. So get that done. And then the last one, and we talked, touched on this a little minute ago, that's promote and capture your audience. Promote out to them. And if you're real estate, your client base, your sphere, your farm, you know, how, because you, you can do your Facebook ads targeted geographically. You can type in an address in the middle of your farm and say, stay within one mile of this. I mean, it, that certainly limits your exposure. I'd do bigger than that, but you can certainly target your farm with your podcast and market it that way. Or when you're dropping flyers off or sending out postcards put a blurb on there. Hey, have you heard our podcast? And then have the URL for it or have the title and say, go check it out on iTunes. Have a small picture of your logo that they would find on iTunes. So they tie the two together and you'll be surprised how quickly it takes off. You know, in the reporting that you get on the back in the analytical reporting is pretty cool too. I can see what countries they're being downloaded in. I can see how many episodes are downloaded. I can see how quickly they were downloaded, you know, and that's good too, because I will play with different advertising mediums. Sometimes I'll push it on Facebook. Sometimes I'll just push it on a sphere email blast. Sometimes, uh, you know, I'll do a text blast just to see. And sometimes they're great. And other times you'll find that the content itself is what drove it. And we did it something, uh, we had an episode a few weeks ago, I think it was called five mistakes. Every first time buyer should avoid or something like that. And it's our best, most downloaded episode ever. It went crazy. And I actually didn't really promote that one too hard. It just, it took off and people shared it with people who thought they thought needed to hear it and it worked. So a good content will get you a lot of legs too, that where it'll, it'll go out there and, and start getting downloaded left to right and people talk about it. So as we close it on 35 minutes here, I am going to wrap this up. So send me an email send me a text, reach out through Facebook. You know, everybody's got questions on podcasting. I like to talk about it, so I'm happy to answer your questions. We will try to put as much possible info in a couple of links in the notes on this episode. And then again, on powellfinehomes.com forward slash podcast or podcasting. I still haven't figured that out. It'll be in the episode notes here. Uh, and we'll have some more detail in there, especially with equipment and hosting and the uh, backpack studios and things like that. So, Thank you for listening. I hope to listen to your podcast soon, and we will see you out there. Take care. 
Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard or you want more info, please give us a call at 805-404-1167. Again, that's 805-404-1167 or send an email to sold at powellfindhomes.com. If you're ready to move on with your life in Los Angeles or Ventura counties, call us even quicker. The team at Powell Fine Homes are your real estate experts and who you hire matters. You can find us on the web, on Facebook, and on Instagram every day, and you'll love the results that our proven systems and model deliver for you. Call, email, or DM us today, and we'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening.